Hello, hello, welcome. My name is Inez Bai and I'm a fitness, nutrition and mindset coach. And I'm also the host of this podcast and this is probably about the 20th time I've tried to record this intro because I'm trying to be perfect and I also unexpectedly got my period this morning. It's like 10 days early and I was going to not share it with you because I was like, be professional, but I'm all about keeping it real. If you follow me on Instagram and as by as my handle, you'll know that I am very transparent and I thought I would just share it with you because... When you have your period, you are less creative. Your brain feels like it has holes in it. I also feel like I have a chainsaw in my ovaries. So it is harder to do as much work as possible. And I have gotten to this place now where I really do honor my body. And even though today I plan to go to the gym and I plan to do all of these things, I just really allowed myself to be flexible and just decided to take it really slow so that I can rest whilst my body is going through this phase. And it is so important as a woman that you actually listen to your body. So I just wanted to remind you that no one else is going to give you permission aside from yourself to rest and listen to your body. And you can start doing that right now today. Just honor what you really need in the moment, whether you're on your period, whether you're feeling tired, whether maybe it's you haven't prioritized going to the gym for a few days, whatever feels real and most alive for you in the moment. With that being said, I just wanted to let you know that we are currently open for enrollments for the Peaceful Body Project. So this is my signature eight-week program. This will be the fifth time that I've run it, and it is a really established step-by-step process to take you from feeling self-conscious, binge eating, not knowing what to eat, not knowing what to do in the gym, feeling like you can't have a rest, and yet feeling like you're also not seeing the results that you're working so hard for, to feeling confident in your own way, you know, not necessarily having to be the center of attention, but just feeling really secure in your skin, feeling and looking amazing, knowing exactly what you need to eat, knowing exactly when you should be resting and what you should be doing in the gym. That is what the peaceful body takes you through step by step. And I hold your hand every single step of the way. So if that sounds like something that you would like to join and you're ready to be really just empowered in your choices and knowing that the effort you're putting in is actually going to reap the results, join us now because we're starting on March the 2nd, which is literally only two weeks, a week from when you're going to be hearing this. So send me a DM on Instagram. My hand is Inez Bai. Otherwise, you can go to inezbyfitness.com slash peacefulbody. Check out some more information about the program there. And then um, in order to sign up, you will need to book in a free consult call with me where we'll chat about your goals, what you're struggling with, and make sure that the peaceful body is a good fit for you. Um, like I said, there are not many uh spots available because we have almost sold out and I really like to keep the group small and intimate so that I can shower each of you with attention. So definitely check that out and send me a DM if you have any questions. Okay, without further ado, let's introduce today's guest who is Jordan Hartley. Jordan Hartley is a chef. She runs a meal prep company called Jordan Hartley Health. And I had the absolute pleasure of meeting Jordan about three or four years ago at a gym that I used to work at. And this was probably right before her business really blew up. And it's been an absolute pleasure to see Jordan really flourish and come into her own over the past couple of years. Like I remember when I first started following her, I think she had like 3000 followers on Instagram and I I already thought she was pretty cool then. Um, And now she's got over 20,000 followers on her Instagram. She serves like 150 clients or something like that with weekly meal prep. So It's incredible. And we don't just talk about meal prep, although Jordan gives lots of incredible tips on how to shop and cook more effectively. We talk a lot about mental health, which is one of Jordan's passions. And she's really, really vulnerable and real on her social media. So definitely check her Instagram out, which I'll leave linked in the show notes. And we also talk about gaining weight and body confidence 
self-confidence and self-love, which are things that we are all really passionate about here on the Peaceful Body Project as well. So Jordan, thank you so much for coming on and having a chat with me and really sharing all of your nuggets of wisdom. I really appreciate it. And if you enjoy this episode as well, it would be amazing if you could leave a rating and review on the iTunes podcast app, because that is how it helps this podcast to spread and for me to keep making amazing episodes and to get amazing guests on here as well. All right. That is all for me right now. Enjoy this episode. I loved having Jordan on the podcast. We actually did this podcast recording in person, which is really cool. I love doing that as well, because where I've just moved into is down the road from Jordan so I really really like an in-person vibe podcast as well and I'm sure you'll notice the difference a little bit too hello welcome back to the peaceful body podcast I am joined by none other than Jordan Hartley how are you Jordan I'm good how are you (laughs) I'm good I'm so excited to have you in my new abode you're like the first podcast guest that I've had here so welcome um, so I guess you're from, you're a chef. Yes. Is that how we would define you? Yes. Or how would you like to define yourself? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to move away from defining myself as a chef. I love it. No labels. I'm actually um, really into that. Yeah. How would I define myself? Um, as I am. That's it. Yes. As I live and breathe. I yes. love it. Um, something that you talk about a lot on your Instagram, which I totally vibe with is like identifying quite strongly as a Pisces yes yeah I'm very tell us about your Piscean traits <laughs> I'm really emotional yeah what is that is Pisces like a water or yeah we're the water sign mm, okay. and we're the last of the zodiac signs so we take on everyone's shit yay yes so I really resonate with that <laughs> a lot which I'm sure we'll, like, we'll talk about that later much. <laughs> yeah so Pisces. Pisces. What else? What else is like typical Piscean? Um, very sensitive. Um, very intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, we like to be alone, but we also a little bit needy. <laughs> um, quite full on. Yep. Love it. And we fall in love in about five minutes, <laughs> but five days later we don't like them anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like a trick. I feel that. So do you feel like that defines you? <laughs> Falling in love really easy. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Um, amazing. Well, great. That's good to know. I'm an Aquarius and I also really resonate strongly with being an Aquarius. Like, yeah. you know, doing things a little bit differently, not following the rules, but also being quite like up in our heads because we're an air sign. So it's all about like trying to rationalize things. And that's definitely something that um, keeps me stuck. Yeah. But I guess aside from that, you've obviously been running your business, which we were talking about before Jordan Hartley health yes. for how many years now? Um, coming up to three years. Yeah. So. so actually when I first met you, I don't even know if you remember this, but yeah, do you remember meeting yeah, me yeah, at, yeah. um, athletes authority and you were at that time, was that your, I just was starting, like I was cooking for people, but I was sort of reaching out to people on social media for the yeah, first time. Right. Okay. Yeah. So tell us about that. How, how is that how it started? Sort of. So in so been a chef for ten years, mm. but mostly in fine dining. Right. Um, and then when I was twenty one, I moved back from London and went to work at Benelong, which is just a fine dining restaurant. Um, I yes. hurt my back. in London. No, moved back from London. Oh, to work at Benelong. To work at Got Benelong. It. Um, I actually then hurt my back and right. got three bulging discs, um, an annulator, <sighs> arthritis, like just everything that you can imagine, I got. How'd you do that? From working 80 hours a week. 
Oh, so not like, was it like an, a gradual wear and yeah. tear thing? Oh, so I didn't know. I thought I kept going to the doctors and I was like, my kidney's failing, but it was back pain. I didn't wow. Know. So we got put That's on so workers random. comp, right. um, which was just terrible mm. um, and was told like not to be a chef. I needed a back operation. Oh, I should God. start a new career. Um, obviously at this time it was like all, I'm, all I do is chefing like this is my life so you were you know? your heartbroken oh yeah I, mm. I was just devastated that is so wild I can't even like imagine like if someone said to me tomorrow like you can't run your business anymore I would literally be like what the fuck who am I like <laughs> what yeah. like uh, yeah is that what it was like pretty much mm. um so got on workers comp with workers comp you obviously get paid the full amount but right. I wasn't allowed to work yeah I didn't actually choose to be on workers' comp. They, yeah. like, forced me to do it. Yeah, right. So then from there, I kind of just, like, was actually drinking heaps, partying mm. heaps, because, like, what else was I meant to do? And, like, yeah. I was really sad and depressed. Um, but of course, because your, like, identity has been stripped away from you, and it's, yeah. like, and you're not allowed to work either. So it's yeah. just, like, yeah. what do you do with your time? Yeah. yeah. So I did that, and then... Basically, I got to a point where it was like, I need to fix my back. I don't want to not be a chef. Mm. Um, how can I make this work? So I started training. Um, when mm. I started training, I obviously already was quite, from a young age, really good with my food and like my health. But just mm. at this time, it sort of amplified being like wild. Yeah, right. Um, so then when I sort of got back into nutrition and training, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, this is counting calories. This is, you know, this is where I learned everything. Yeah. Um, I worked at a health food cafe and it was terrible. It was meant to be like macro counter meals and it was like canola oil and... Oh, right. So it was like not accurate like, at all. No. Yeah. And then that's when I saw a gap in the market and I was like, oh, no one's mm. doing this and making personalized meals. So is this right before, like how old were you at this point 21. when you were working at the health food cafe? Yeah. So when did you start as a chef? When I was 15 or 16. Right. Yeah. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. I've cool. probably been a chef for 11 years now. That is crazy. You go, yeah. girl. You go, girl. <laughs> Um, so then I quit that job. Mm -hmm. I did it, um, like dreamlining. I don't know if you've done dreamlining before. No. So you sort of, <laughs> basically I was like, I want my job to look like this. I want to earn this and I want my life to be like this so I can train and fix right. my back. Yeah. Got it. So it worked backwards. I was, for some reason, when you said dreamline, I thought you meant like, for some reason I have the image of a cruise ship coming in. I was like, <laughs> okay, so you worked on a cruise ship for a yeah. while. I don't know why I thought that. Okay. So it's like a. Like self care exercise, yeah. kind of. So yeah, I worked backwards it. to how do I, how can I start my career? How can I still be a chef? How can I create a job that means I can wow. train whenever I want yeah. when I'm in pain? So um, problem solving. Yes. Which is so good because I know so many people would probably look at that and be like, "My life's ruined. I'm just gonna work in like I don't know a job that doesn't mean anything to exactly. me anymore." Oh, I applied for cafe. I did. I applied for so many random yeah. things where I was just like, "I'm just gonna do like whatever because mm. you know I don't care." Yeah. Um, but then. I came up with JHH. My friend actually helped me. I quit my job the next day and I started making food for like a cafe and meals for them. Wow. Um, I just started reaching out to people. I literally sold all my shit. I didn't tell my parents because I was too scared that they were going to be like, how are you going to pay rent? Mm -hmm. I would sell iPads, sunglasses, anything I could to pay my yeah. rent. That is so resourceful. I think so many people are like, oh, it's too expensive. And it's like, 
they have this like really lush car and like you know the latest iphone every time and it's like well how can you be more resourceful and that's really I like good. yeah stuff. yeah totally you can actually make so much money if you just like chuck your shit on marketplace or whatever yeah 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 so i did that and then slowly i started so then i could afford to buy a fridge so mm. i had another fridge in my house then i could afford to like um buy more ingredients and like get a supplier sort of thing mm. so that's how it sort of started like it just was super slow and how can i create a better lifestyle for myself mm. basically yeah and you're not originally from sydney right? no i'm from newcastle okay and so at what point age did you move down here um when i was 20 or so so i lived in london before that okay and then you moved back here yeah working for a bit in fine dining yeah then injured your back yeah then so you're living here with without your parents paying rent and you just yep. decided to quit your job follow your passion create a lifestyle yeah. that was going to support you in not just financially but emotionally physically yeah all of those kinds of things okay epic that is so incredible and i think as well like when you're in that situation it's like you almost force yourself to make it work and to hustle because you put yourself well, in that really do? uncomfortable position. Yeah. I was thinking the other day, um, like you, when you're younger, you feel like you have nothing to lose. And mm. even now you still have nothing to lose, but now's a bit different. You might have a bit, you, I don't know, you might have debt, you might have a car load, who knows. Mortgage but or something, yeah. when you're 21, you literally have you have nothing yeah like what's going to happen that's true so you sort of just put yourself out there more and do more random things yeah like, yeah for so, sure yeah wow that's amazing and then at what point was like did your business i guess take off so in i guess like how long were you working before it felt like it was like I guess like you made it or you felt like this is really like going to be successful. I think so July, there was a WBFF show. Um, and I gave food to Hattie, mm. Rachel, Dylan, Emma, Laura, like any, all the like big names, all the big names. And they all came to me. Like wow. they didn't, I don't know how they particularly heard about me. Hattie would always come to me to get food. I mm. would always do it for, um, like Rachel and Emma when they would fly in. And then all of a sudden I was doing all of them wow. and that's when it really took off. Like I remember just like having like 150 applications a week for meals and being like, wow. what the fuck do I do? So that was July, maybe two years ago. That's wow. Sort of that is wild. 150 applications. So before that, how many applications were you getting a week? Oh, I don't really know. Like, I think I would be call I would be giving out meals to people mm. to try and get them to have mm -hmm. like them. a trial kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So and I didn't have set prices and I didn't have like I was sort of all over the place. Yeah, you didn't have like well, systems. I didn't really know. Yeah, what of to course, because you're like setting up a business. I can relate. <laughs> yes. Um, so, but then from there, that's when I, I ever since then I've never I don't chase clients. You, mm. I don't know if, if people notice, but I don't really particularly post about meals. I don't mm. pay for any advertising. That's amazing. Um, so since then, it just sort of have a steady flow of applications every week. So how do you feel like you got in, I guess, because you were competing in the yeah. WBFF. Yeah. And so do you feel like that gave you the connections that then opened you up to these opportunities? Like, yeah. how do you feel like you got in touch with like Hattie Boydell and oh, Rachel I just Dillon. messaged them. So you kind of like, yeah. So I had a goal. Like, yeah. Um, I would have business mentor and we would write down like ways that I could like yeah, find out. It's so important. I, I think I messaged Hattie originally like five times until she read it. Wow. And then I knew when people ate my food that it would be good. Yes. Because I, if you've eaten my meals, 
they're really different to other meal prep companies. Mm. They're a lot fresher. They're made like three times a week. Mm. Um, so I was like, if these people eat my food, it's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's sort of how like it started. Once a few people like, you know, Hattie was really trusted in the industry. Yeah. So as soon as she liked them, I seriously got like 20 clients just wow. because she had said, oh, yeah. I eat these meals. Yeah. You know? It's so amazing how like just that one thing can literally change things overnight. Like I think so many of us get really caught up in this idea that like things have to take forever and like just because it's not working out now means it's going to take really long. Like no, like because you literally like gave your meals to Hattie and then overnight it was like almost yeah heaps more you got heaps more applications yeah. and I feel like that's the same with everything. It's like a lot of the time my like single clients will say to me like oh you know I've been looking for love for so long and I'm like literally you could meet someone like the next know. day and just like fall in love like so quickly work work. yeah or, i mean hopefully you're not working for love you <laughs> yeah know, like but you like do the work on yourself or oh like, yeah you, you know you yeah. build your life or whatever yes and you just never know and i think as well it's a really good lesson from you as well that if you message someone once and they don't reply it's not a no, no. and what have you got to lose exactly. if you keep messaging them again yeah it's like if i think about it obviously how do I know that, you know, when I started chefing 10 years ago, that I wasn't working to this point mm. now? Do you know what I mean? People are like, oh, wow, like, you're lucky it's come like this. I'm like, yeah, but I've been a chef for 10 years Since before you were this, you know? Yeah. Like, so I just, like, where, doesn't matter what time something happens in your life, mm-hmm. who's to say that that person wasn't working, like, years before that, you know? Amen. Say it yes. louder for the people in the back. <laughs> oh, couldn't agree more. Okay, so now you've got this um, JHH, which is like your meal prep company, yep. which is now running like a well-oiled machine. You've yes. obviously got the systems in place, and it you just kind of just—it just goes, which yep. is epic. And obviously, you know, I'm sure it's always so much work to set these things up, and then once yep. you build it, it kind of goes. Do you have some tips for like meal prepping? What are your hottest tips? Because I know for me, like. I don't know how much you know about my story, but I used to be very obsessive with my food, yeah. struggled with binge eating, really just trying to like burn fat, burn calories all the time. Yeah. And at that point I was obsessed with cooking food because yeah. I wanted to know what was in my food. I wanted oh. to try and make really low calorie meals, whatever. And so I would literally, I used to be so much more busy, like busy, I guess is whatever, um, subjective, but I used to be at uni. I used to work, I used to train and I would literally leave the house at 5am and come home at 8pm and yet still somehow muster the energy to like meal prep for the next day. Because I was like so terrified that I would have to like get by something that wasn't low carb or whatever. Whereas now I literally don't care what I eat. Like I'm just, maybe you probably feel like this too being a chef, I'm sure, but I just don't care what I eat. And I honestly, some days will eat like chips and hummus for lunch because I'm just like, it's easy. doesn't really affect my body that much like whatever so I would love to know for people like me who are feeling really uninspired in the kitchen or even people that have maybe never meal prepped what are your like hot tips um my hot tip is big I think my biggest one would be bulk meal prep Mm. if you are wanting to meal prep don't put yourself in a box of like you Mm -hmm. have to eat breakfast lunch dinner and then yeah like you said you want to eat chips and hummus for (laughs) lunch but then you can't because you've done yourself into this weird mm. calorie counting amount like doesn't mean like meal prepping has to be particularly calorie counted or it has to be any way you might mm. just do it because you, it's easier yeah so my biggest tip and i think my only tip would be <laughs> if you are going to meal prep bulk meal prep so you can share it with your family your friends yeah. 
you can mix and match and it gives you the opportunity to put different spices, yes. different flavors. You can invite people over for dinner and no one has to eat <laughs> weird different meals, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. I think that is really important because I always say food is love and it's a mm. blessing that we get to eat it. Um, so, so why true. make it unenjoyable for yourself? Yeah. So when you say mix and match, do you mean like have like... I don't know chicken breast, and then have some like, yeah. something else that you might mix with it, or yeah, like so one, one day, day it might be rice, and yeah. the next day you might actually have sweet potato cooked yeah. as well. Love that. Um, so then you don't get sick and sick and tired of eating the same yeah. thing. Yeah, you know? of course, because like by the third or fourth day, you're going to be probably overeating the same lunch every yes. single day. Yeah. And do you feel like you are sick of food as well? Like, do you feel yeah. like you get over cooking? Are you, do you cook for yourself a lot or how do you eat? Yeah. So I cook every meal myself. Right. Like I don't really eat my own meal prep. Um, mm. Like I wouldn't take a container of food home of my meal prep. If I had like leftover rice or sweet potato or chicken or something, I would take that home, but I would yeah. generally make that into another meal. Yeah. Um, I eat really the same things every day so. yeah <laughs> i do see on your instagram it's always like mints and yeah <laughs> nachos or whatever and i'm always like looks good or pasta yeah so I'm, i am obsessed with pasta that's like the best meal ever i'm just banned from it right now so oh sorry <laughs> i'm banned. the low carb life not that i'm low carbs but yeah I'm, but i am just at the moment fighting a parasite fighting a parasite yeah pray so, for jordan <laughs> Kill the parasite oh my gosh oh um so yeah i eat pretty like standard things like i would always eat bread i'd always eat butter i always eat mexican mm. bowls eggs um and steaks every day <laughs> my coach is like can you eat something other than red meat I'm variety like, no i can't no oh i love that i like cannot cook red meat at home i don't know what it is i always just make it gross what, what are your tips for that um, red meat loves like pretty hot heat. Mm. So if it's a steak, hot so pan, nice. oil. Yeah. Um, also with mince and stuff, making sure you like cook out all the water yep. from it. Otherwise it goes a bit gross. Cook out all the water. What does that mean? Well, when you like animals. <laughs> what? <laughs> My face. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> so animals have water in them. Cause like they might have okay. injected it with water or like, as yeah. Yeah. So this is why I need you here because I'm like, well, yeah. So when you cook mints, it'll go, you know, you'll see the water come out. So you just keep cooking it out so all the liquid evaporates. So when that water comes out, you don't have to like pour it out. You don't have to. It's just water. It's just going to evaporate. Okay. Because I, like my ex-boyfriend used to cook up mints and he would pour the water out. And I'd always think like, that is so weird. Like surely you can just cook it out. Like yeah, if you leave it's just it there. Water, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good tip. Yep. Um, and so what's your, what is your favorite meal to cook at the moment? Um, for myself, yeah, Mexican bowls, um, Yum. which is just like avocados, salsa, tomatoes, mm. capsicum, heaps of mints, love it, cheese, and corn chips. All the protein, yum. Yes, I so love that. I pretty much eat that every day. Oh, I love that. So yeah. good. And what's your favorite meal to cook at the moment for your clients? Um, Cambodian curry, everyone wow, loves that. Exotic. It's really yum. Yeah, I love that. So probably that. Everyone got that this week, so it's really yummy. Yum, delicious. Okay, cool. I feel like more knowledge, more armed with knowledge for meal prepping. I'll have to. Um, oh, actually, what are your tips for like going shopping and meal prepping? Um, plan, pre-plan it. So yes, I have my method: plan, prepare, cook, pack. Mm -hmm. 
um, and in planning <laughs> and preparing, you need to like literally have it all calculated. Yeah. Um, because if you are being particular or if you're just trying to save money in general, mm. if you plan it and you calculate it, um, and I don't mean calculate it as in like go work out every calorie. I mean yeah. as in like, okay, I'm going to eat 700 grams of chicken or my family's going to have that. If you have it all written yeah. down, when you come into the kitchen, you aren't like overwhelmed with like, oh, but this recipe said this. Or if you are following a recipe or you just want to know you have enough for the week, it's already pre-planned. Yeah. That is, and then you're reducing food waste and you're not getting to the end of it's the week the and having to... It's the biggest food, like that's yeah. something, even with my um, clients for work, I will individually go through each client yeah. and work out how much meat each one is having and then mm-hmm. I times it by, so say for example, we have our summer base clients, they eat have, um, 150 grams of protein each. I will individually times it and then add it up so I have no wastage at the end. Yeah. Like I never have food left over. That's so good and pro- and important if you're running a business as well because 100%. you don't want to be, that's like throwing out money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. That's that's really handy. I think like just always having a plan is going to be handy in any situation, like especially Definitely. going to the shops and then you're going to be saving time, not wandering around, buying random shit that you like don't even know how to cook <laughs> or what to do. Yeah. <laughs> always i actually always have to buy a snack after the grocery shop like it's definitely a habit that i've gotten into yeah <laughs> so good cool all right well let's switch gears a little bit i know on your instagram you're really big on sharing about mental health mental yeah. health tips your own journey and that kind of thing which i love as well and here on the peaceful body project i'm a podcast i'm very open about my own mental health and my own journey because i think the more vulnerable that we can be the more that other people are going to feel safe to ask for help and reduce the stigma around it because you know it's still weird some people i talk about going to my psychologist all the time like i literally talk about it like it's like going to the i don't know coffee shop (laughs) yeah Yeah, literally and whenever i start talking about it someone else will be like oh yeah i do go to that someone who i wouldn't never realize and would probably never tell me but because i'm like being open about it it gives them the permission to be open about it as well and the instagram post i think you did this morning i was like that is on point so do you want to like just digress on that and explain what yeah. it was. So I did a post this morning about um, mental health, mm. um, being actually a high achiever and having mental health um, problems, I guess, um, which meaning like how just talking about how it can be hidden or unrecognized or like not acknowledged because mm. you are someone that's probably like yourself, mm. you know, you're a boss <laughs> business lady, you do your own thing. <laughs> Um, so for me, it was really important to post about that today to say like, just because there is people like me, like you, mm-hmm. any, some, any of my friends that might suffer from the same thing, mm-hmm. um, doesn't mean that we don't have our own struggles as well. So I was just pointing out that like, you don't really know what's going on with anybody around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's super important to be aware of that. Mm, absolutely that's something that I have always kind of like struggled with I guess because I'm on social media a lot and I share a lot about what what I'm doing during the day or my business on social media and whenever I bump into people especially people that I haven't seen for a while they'll be like oh you look so busy and you look like you're thriving and obviously things you know obviously in your life some things are always going to be going better than others and then I think it's really hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, like my business is going well, but I don't really then want to be like, oh, but this thing happened or, yeah. you know, I'm not productive all the time or I'm not actually yeah. busy all the time. So how do you feel? Do you come across those situations as well? Yeah, actually, the other day, one of my really good friends who lives in America, mm. she sent me a voice note and was like, hey, you look like you're going really well. How's it all going? And I was like, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I was like, 
nobody knows or actually I did mention about it yeah. on um, Instagram the other day was I hadn't seen anyone for three weeks mm. because I didn't want to see anyone for three weeks yeah. and she was like what oh, I'm so glad I checked in with you yeah. isn't that funny the perception that we have yeah um and she's like you know what's going on and I'm like look I'm struggling to show up in a way where I can post about how I'm feeling because I feel guilty and fearful of talking mm. about feeling a particular way whilst I'm also going through this. Mm-hmm. So when I do maybe run into someone or even family, when I see mm. them, I'm like, do they think I'm that like crazy bitch that's always talking <laughs> about mental health? Mm. Um, but it's like, I don't know. I kind of just now go whatever. Like yeah. when I run into those situations, mm-hmm. um, really deep down it's probably resonating with other people as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. um and if they if maybe i am feeling like um insecure or vulnerable about it that's those are my feelings mm. and if they are feeling a particular way it's probably a projection of how they're feeling yeah so, so wise kind of just learn go, how like, to whatever like you know yeah. like what's why don't be fearful of it Mm. I'm actually working through that at the moment, being like, mm. not feeling um, like I can't talk about these things even when I'm going through something. Yeah. What? What? And what do you think that is? Is it fear of like being a burden? No, I think it's like, so how can I continue to talk about mental health and growth if right now I feel like I have to shut myself yes. off? Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So for like the past, or well, it's been. I've actually started hanging out with my friends again. Yay! Um, I'm happy for you. <laughs> Um, but it was like for three weeks and I wasn't just sitting in my room, like crying or anything yeah. like that. I just was like, I need to, you you feel like I, you want to be isolated. Yeah. I, I need yeah. to regather. I need to mm. recuperate, but diving into that, um, fear of like, you can still show up. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to talk to anyone, Yeah, but you can still show up and say like, Hey, I'm here. I'm present this is what I'm going through. This is how I'm processing mm. it because I'm for me and probably for you being super passionate about mental health. When I fucking go off the face of the earth for three weeks, mm. it's like, well, this is something I truly believe in. Where am I? Why am I showing up for myself yeah. in that way still? Yeah. Yeah. It can be so hard to manage the two, I suppose, of like having a desire to be vulnerable, but also I know exactly what you mean because when I, you know, do get into maybe like more anxious holes or whatever, you feel it's so hard to like even get like for me it's really hard to get out of the house or to reach out and tell someone like I normally will just like deal with it on my own and then like a week later be like to my psychologist or oh, like this happened of course I'm not going to get on social media at that time yeah. and I think I think it is wise as well to just keep some things to yourself whilst you're going yeah, through it as well like I think I mentioned to you that recently I had a breakup and it was this really weird scenario where I had never I'd only started my online business like two years ago. Yeah. And in that two years, I hadn't really gone through like a big life change like that. So I had never, I didn't know how to navigate feeling all of these feelings, like just being so overwhelmed. jumping on here being like, hey. Yeah. And I'd come on, I'd be like, so like, this is how you can eat healthy. And I just like, I just had to keep doing it because it was also a good way for me to like cope. And like, if I don't work and I don't show up on social media, then I don't have a business either. So it was really important for me. Although I will say I did tell my clients like straight away because I don't have like a huge base of clients because the way that I work with my clients is very, very close. And I told all of my clients basically, and they were so supportive to me. And that was really, really nice. Um, But it felt, it did feel really weird to like hold such a huge thing, I guess, 
secret when I've always shared so openly and honestly about everything. And then there was a moment though when it dropped in, it was like, yeah, you, you're safe to share now. And yeah. so I did. And that felt really, really good. And obviously, you know, everyone was like so supportive about it and that kind of thing. And it's just like, I think learning that and now navigating, even for me now, like navigating how to be single online. Cause it's yep. like, Oh, I, it's like a new person. Oh, wait until you get off the creek, slide into your DM. Yeah. Oh yeah. That happens sometimes. Like even, I know you're a TikTok fan. <gasps> Oh, and wow. oh my god, the creeps on TikTok are like neck level. Do you find that? Yeah, so this is a running joke with my family. Oh my, my god. Friend. I like blew up on TikTok. Like, uh, yeah, overnight. Are you TikTok famous? <laughs> Nelly. Oh my god. So like literally overnight, I seriously got like 23,000 followers. Wow. Which is really That's fucking wild. weird. But the people on there are fucking weird. Yeah. Like just creepy. So you, you need to learn how to navigate that shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good tip. Good tip. Learn how to navigate TikTok. Mm, <laughs> no. Yeah, I've been having a, I've been having some fun with it. I think it's good to like, because I feel like Instagram can be quite serious and like, you know, how we both were saying we're so open about our mental health and that kind of thing. Whereas TikTok is just good to like, not take yourself so seriously. And I really enjoy that. Not, I literally have like five followers, but I'm just like, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. I'm like, I'm going to try doing this dance, even though I have literally no so idea good. how to dance. <laughs> I am so bad at dancing. Like, wow. Especially when you film yourself, you're like, Whoa, this is awkward. <laughs> Maybe it would be better. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, so you kind of um, call yourself a sensitive soul, right? Yes. Explain that. Because <laughs> uh, so. I think I saw on your social media that you don't really like to use the word depression. Depression. Yeah. 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 So just to go, I guess, back to when I was like 15, I mm. was diagnosed with depression mm-hmm. um, and had been on. When you started as a chef? no just before so okay. like i was always quite a strange child quite okay. angry quite yeah. just reactive and stuff yeah. diagnosed with depression put on on and off medication my whole mm. life um which i'm actually on medication again now which is like i'm so open about and it's super helpful for me at yeah the um but back then on and off it all over the place um and i mean that would be hard just like constantly trying to find different medications and they yeah. all have different effects on you well, when you're 15 you don't really want to take it you know <sighs> I mean? yeah i can imagine so basically for ages i was like what is wrong with me am i always going to be this way mm. and that's the story and i still often will tell myself that story but i work through it um, yeah. is am i always going to be like this yeah um when i think i was maybe i think i was still 21 when i mm. came to sydney um, it was, my mum actually was like, you need to find out if you have bipolar. Um, and because of just my mood swings were just yeah. crazy. Um, at this time I was taking loads of drugs. Yeah. So like none of that helps. No, <laughs> anyway. definitely not. <laughs> anyway, not bipolar, just diagnosed with obviously depression again and reactive mm, depression. Right. Um, but I met this lady who said, I've never seen her again. And I always tell this story. She yeah. said, you um, will always be like this for the rest of your life. There's nothing wrong with you. You're just sensitive. You will always have to put your mental health first and mm. create a job for yourself that is centered wow. around how you feel. How profound. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. So, and you were 21 at this time? Yeah. Okay. So I was like, oh, so... And actually, depression isn't really something that's even proven. It's just mm. something that's happened over time Yeah. Um, that now is depression but usually it's a symptom of something else yeah so once i learned that depression is a symptom of the people around you 
there's something you're doing in your body, a chemical imbalance. Mm. So I have a chemical imbalance. I have low serotonin. Mm. Then I was like, oh, it's not my fault. I was just sensitive and born this way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's how I sort of identify now. Um, and for people that are kind of spiritual, you know, I um, I believe, and for anyone else that is sensitive, we're put on this earth to channel mm. more energy. Mm-hmm. We're quite intuitive. Um, we attract a lot of good energy around us, and people will often come to us for advice. Mm. Um, and, you know, empathetic. Like yes. an, would you say you're an empath? Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's how I identify it with it now. Like we, I don't really like to use the word depression. Um, mm. And ever since I met that lady, I was just like, everything sort of changed. And that's the word I use now yeah. instead. Yeah. I um, love that. I um, read a study a few years ago and you know how there's that, like, is it called the DSM thing that like, um, diagnoses yeah. whether you have anxiety or depression or it's whatever. It's fucking 10 question shit. Yeah, it's, it's so, so dumb. Stupid. So anyway, this study was basically saying that the like reliability of this quiz is like not that high. And also being diagnosed with like a label of a mental illness has no positive benefit no. on the treatment of your mental health. Yep. So it's like let go of the labels. It really doesn't matter what it is. And I am a huge, huge, huge advocate for really being discerning about the language that you use so like a lot of my clients will say like oh I'll try and go to the gym or like I'm just I'm just really scattered at the moment and like those words like try yeah and when you think about those words like do you feel like try or like busy like do you feel like they have like an upwards or a downwards tone downwards yeah so it's like my journal yeah (laughs) so in my journal I'll be like uh to what would it be an example um Today, I will try and focus on, mm. and it will have a cross. If you go through my journal, there's so <laughs> many words crossed out. Today, I yeah. will focus. Yeah. And, or when you, um, I don't know if you ever do this, but mm. practicing, if a negative thought comes up or you go, I will try, mm. um, you go, oh, I'm doing that thing again. Mm. So don't even acknowledge mm. that you might be saying like trying, or you might think, you might go, oh, that girl's hair's weird. Yeah. You don't, you don't even go oh i did a bad mm, thing yeah oh i'm doing that thing again so you don't even yeah that's a really it. good idea i love that something i always say to my clients as well is like instead of saying like i love my body just be like and then say they're like i really don't like my body i feel really embarrassed to try and change that into i love my body is like such a polar opposite to the way yeah. that you're feeling so i always say Say something that does feel aligned with you. So like, I'm open to loving my body or I'm open to the journey of self-love or whatever feels really good for you. It's similar to what you said. It's not about like, yeah, it's not about like acknowledging what the negative. It's harder on yourself. I'm going to be hard on myself whilst I don't be hard on myself, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, totally. So what have you found? And obviously I think it's really natural for us all. And some people are going to have like higher highs and lower lows. But what do you feel like are some of the rituals, I guess, that you do that help you to maintain or to keep your mental health as healthy as possible? Um, I would say so journaling. Mm. Um, What do you journal? Like, how do you structure it? So every morning I just wake up and I write the three things that I'm grateful for. Um, Love it. That's my first thing. And then I will pick something I will focus on Mm. for the day. Sometimes I don't even revisit that, but it's just a thought. Yeah. Um, and then usually, sometimes I've written something from the day before that might have come up. So mm. if it was like 
the other day at the top of my journal for the next day, I had written fear and judgment. Yeah. Um, so I would talk, you know, dive into that. Mm. Um, or I would just write whatever comes up. It might be like three sentences. It might yeah. be four pages. Yeah, I love that. Um, I then, another thing, I need to have an hour for myself in the morning. Mm. So that's really helpful. And then I also need to go to the beach. And yeah. <laughs> that's go to the beach and do things like, meditate mm-hmm. and my tarot cards and stuff like yes, that yes i saw your tarot cards i love that so they're just my little things that really set my day up yep um and usually when i'm doing that i'm feeling pretty like aligned and good yeah that's good i, I think having like some sort of like almost daily thing but then again not beating yourself up if you like want to take the weekends yeah. off is really nice because it helps you to be like well like that consistent thing that you don't really like have to think about so much like i think you just like make the commitment and you do it. It's not yeah. like you wake up and you're like, should I journal? Should I do this? Am I going to have an hour for myself? It's just like, no, I'm just going to wake up and that's what I do. I, do. I look forward to it. Yeah. And that saves you so much energy as well. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. I get super excited to do it. Yeah. I love that. Cool. Um, any other like tips, mental health wise you want to add? Um, I think just being like open with it, even if mm. you have like one person that you particularly speak to. Yeah. I've actually personally pulled back from speaking with my friends about it because mm. I don't feel like not to say that my friends don't support me but I don't feel like it was adding value mm. to having someone say oh how are you feeling today how are you like I'll tell you if I'm not good you know yeah what I mean? um, so just having someone even if it's one person who mm. can check in with you so I have my mom and yeah. every day my mom writes to me I love that how are you yeah um, some people might not have that relationship with their parents but mm. my takeaway would be just have someone that you are happy to check in with and you're happy for them to ask you how you are every day yeah um and then setting um your boundaries around Mm. that with your mental health knowing Mm -hmm. when what is good for you and what isn't good for you and not feeling um bad to say no because you're the most important thing yes yes actually this is what i was going to ask you do you know have you ever done your human design chart or anything like that oh you'd be really into it yeah it's really good so there's like five different um ones that you can have i guess and i listened to like this master class that i did last night um there's this girl called jenna zoe on instagram she's like incredible about human design and i'm like a manifesting generator and what she was saying and i don't know if this might be similar to you but just from saying no is that um, cause I've always been really indecisive. I don't know. Have you, would you say that you're indecisive? Um, or? No, not really. I feel like you're a bit more like, yeah. you know what you want. <laughs> Sometimes I'm too blunt. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm, which I'm into. Like I need to be surrounded by more of those people. But something she said to me, said on this masterclass that was like so revolutionary was that like, as a manifesting generator, you should say yes to things that excite you and no to things that don't excite you, which sounds really intuitive, but I think a lot of the time, we do things for other people without even realizing it because we think if they're happy, then I'm happy. But in reality, it just drains from our energy. And she was saying oftentimes for my specific type that a yes that excites me will be a yes that I can't explain. And to literally learn that I was like, Oh my God, like I don't actually have to explain myself. And it gave me so much permission just to to just say yes to something without being like, well, it'll be like prosperous or it'll be like, productive or yeah. whatever so yeah check it out i'll, I'll send you the deets yeah, yeah if you will you will literally love it um okay what was i gonna ask you okay moving along from mental health yes 
you started training, so you've always been quite active. Yeah, pretty much my whole life. Did you like grow up doing sport or yeah, like just yeah, just netball, just in your fam? Netball, swimming, and nippers. So I did all the cool. Things. Oh, in Newcastle. Yeah. Whereabouts in Newcastle? Are you from? Um, Elibana, Warners Bay. Oh no, nah. I like literally know like Merriweather, near the lake, <laughs> and knew the city. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I love it there. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's I cool. like would go up there. I've been there for lots of like long weekends there. It's I cool. love it. Yeah, it's beautiful. And recently you've been going on this journey of like gaining weight. Yes. Yes. Like which I know you've spoken about. Surplus. Yeah. A massive surplus. Do you want to tell everyone your calories? Um, so I was on 3,750. Yep. Which is pretty insane. Um, That's wild. That's like kilos. what boys eat. Literally. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I've just been, I think, I reckon it's eight months now, maybe since July I've mm. been in a surplus. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've just been on a journey of like, fuck it, just see what happens. <laughs> I do bodybuilding, so um, obviously you need to build muscle and mm-hmm. being an ectomorph and being tall and being able to like be super adaptive and efficient with my metabolism. Yes. Um, I have to eat Which a Which means food. that you like basically just move around a lot. You're well, like, yeah, you give me more food, like I just move more. You just burn it Or my body burns it more. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I'll sleep more and I'll wake up like three kilos lighter and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, That's so, wow. Yeah. I'm sure people listening to this being like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, I've been on that sort of journey and actually had a lot of females reaching out to me about yeah. this. Um, obviously, it comes down to genetics, um, but. Just being comfortable. Like I actually have put on 10 kilos, which mm. um, as much as I'm like, can be body positive, I've also put on 10 kilos. Yeah, it's a like, change. It's a it's huge a change. change. Yeah. I get really hot now and sweaty like I didn't before. <laughs> I know. It's actually quite hot in here, but literally none of my on. clothes fit me. Like, yeah. I've went through that as well. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And I am doing another show, so my clothes will fit me yeah. eventually again. Mm-hmm. But I'm in this weird stage of like, even when I go to put on a pair of jeans and they don't fit me, I'm still like, wow, sucks yeah know? it's just annoying because you like the way that they looked before or yeah. you know yeah you just get used to things yeah yeah so that's sort of one of the big things i've also been putting out there is showing other females that like mm. you don't need to like be so particular like enjoy life there's more to life eat your food mm. be in a surplus mm-hmm. Don't even tra- track your calories, you know? Like, yeah. Just enjoy Live life. your life. Yeah. That, honestly, like, gaining weight for me was, like, one of the most life-changing things I ever did. And, like, I pretty much just stayed the same weight since. And, like, you know then that your body's, like, happy as well. When you start well. to, like, let go of that, your body usually oh. just goes, oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you so literally. Much. And, like, I used to be up and down with my weight all the time. And then I went from this place of being about, I think, about 55 kilos to probably gained about 10 kilos as well. Yeah. And... I was so terrified of gaining that weight for such a long time. And then I just gained it. And I was like, what was I scared of? And yeah, I went through the exact same thing where I would put on a top and I'd be like, this doesn't fit. And I plan to wear it. Like I, you know, sometimes you can't always go out and like buy something, but I think it really gives you an experience of learning to be comfortable in yourself without constantly looking at yourself in the mirror, constantly like looking if you've got abs or whatever. Do you feel like you were already confident in your body before this journey or do you feel like now you've gotten to be more like accepting of yourself or how do you feel like more confident because if I looked back at photos of myself Mm. when I was like so I've been doing comps for three years if I look back 
even though I would be confident at all these stages and I generally have loved my body for a very long time. Yeah. I've worked through that for ages. Yeah. But revisiting when I was comp prep lean at that particular time, mm. I was like, fuck, I need to be leaner. I need yeah, to be leaner. Yeah, it's so hectic. Um, and mind you, I was like 56 kilos, which yeah. is, I'm 172 centimeters tall, which yeah. is pretty tall for a girl. Yeah. And... Like, looking at that, I didn't actually... Wow, that is actually tiny. Yeah. I didn't actually um, put two and two together at the time because yeah. I did actually... Like, I wasn't looking at myself going, oh, like, yuck. But I was like, oh, you need to be leaner for comp. Yeah. It's, like, never enough almost. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't mm. in a negative mm. way. But even when I look at it now, it probably would have been perceived as negative or I probably was mm. being pretty hard on myself. Yeah. Um, but... Look, to be honest, that probably will happen again when I yeah. go into comp prep because it is so extreme. Yeah. And I will lose 10 kilos and I will want to be as lean as fuck. <laughs> Hectic. For but the you comp. have so much more muscle, do you think? Yeah, but I still yeah. lose, like, mm. that's kind of what will Super happen. shape in your genetics. So it's one of those things where it's like learning to love it at every stage mm. and realizing this is just now what's happening. Um, and then, I mean, as soon as you give me more food, I'm fucking really happy anyway. Yeah. So I just build my confidence from yeah. there. Yes. That's actually a thing that people don't talk about a lot is that when you have more food, you have more energy. So you feel more confident. You're more likely to put yourself out you're, there. You're, 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 yeah. Your face is probably fuller. You probably don't look like you're dying. And you're not, you're not constantly worrying about how hungry you are and what you're going to eat next. And you just have more energy. Yeah. Yeah. So this like kind of acceptance, love for your body, you feel like you said you've had it for quite a while. Yeah. Like was there a time in your life when you did it? Yeah. So from actually not many people know this mm. because I just don't like, not that I'm scared to talk about it, but I just felt like it was part of, me growing up with my mental health issues mm. that I had, I don't believe that it was even um, essentially a crazy disorder, but it was mm. just like the attention that I needed when yeah. I was a kid. Um, so from the age of about 12 to, I think it was 18, mm. I had bulimia. Mm. Like, and that's like my, that was my life. Like that's yeah. all I did. I would eat, throw up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even identify with that I don't even really think about it because I mm. think it was such an attention thing of mm. like being sad and angry at the time yeah um and I met someone who was my boyfriend at the time and he showed me and I mind you I was a chef the whole time so imagine working in a restaurant and then going and vomiting like it yeah. was just stupid yeah um, but you don't know any better when you're young like you yeah. just don't know how to deal with it so yeah it's the easiest way to take it out yeah, yeah and mm-hmm. he was like he would cook me home cooked meals um and all this beautiful food and taught me like that food is love mm. and every sunday we would have like a beautiful dinner and yeah, then that's from nice. there like i would speak to a psychologist and a doctor about it you know my mum knew about it um but it just sort like i don't know i just sort of grew up from that and mm. he really really showed me that like i'm really lucky to have mm. food um i moved on to you know, being a bit more restricted with my eating when I worked as a chef. So I kind of moved through that. And when I lived in London, I didn't really eat much. I partied a lot and took a lot of drugs and I was like stick thin. Mm. But I really, my appreciation for food really grew from Mm. that. Um, And somewhere along the way, it just made sense Mm. to like love my body and be blessed that I did get to eat the food. Like, I, don't know, yeah. I don't know where it fell into place, yeah. but it started when I was like 19 of someone just, you know, um, showing me that food is love. And then I realized when I um, ate good foods, my mental health got yeah. better as well. Yeah. Um, 
so like you know food is fuel and your gut is your second brain yes so yes i just sort of um I don't know. I don't know where it felt like it just happened. Yeah. I know what you mean. I feel like for me, even I don't have like a specific pinpoint time where I was like, yep, this is when I like started to, I don't know, feel more confident and less like freaked yeah. out by food. And, um, I totally know what you mean. An exercise that I get my clients to do a lot is what are your, like your high vibe foods and what are your low yeah. vibe foods? And they're going to be different for everyone. So like, I don't do you know. feel like you just grew up. Like you just, yeah, I think that's way, definitely like part of it. To- yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. You grow up, you feel more confident. Although I know, like, I know because I speak to a lot of women that, like, they grow up in other ways, but for some reason they don't have a positive influence around them. Well, it depends who their friends are. A hundred percent. Like, I know for me, kind of just, like, not leaving, but kind of just, like, moving away from a friendship circle that was more obsessed about getting guys' attention and... You know what I mean? Because when you're in a group that's like that, it's like, how can I be skinny and get all of the boys' attention? I had a friendship group that yeah. everyone talked about how they had bulimia. Yeah, yeah. Like, that what? was my friendship circle. Yeah, I feel what? that. Like, it was cool. I'm just like... Yeah, it was like uh, on trend. I know, 100%. And then I also had a partner um, that was really... He used to be a vision PT. And yeah. if you know anything about vision, <laughs> personal training or they're working really, out there... I get their meal plans sometimes. They're like, horrible. Like, they're it's really... literally like 1,200 calories, no carbs, mm-hmm. like half a piece of chicken. And he would be on that meal plan. Again, I didn't know any better. And I was just like, oh, yeah, this is what I have to eat. And so that was a really big journey for me to, like, leave that friendship circle but then, like, be into this next thing and, like, yep. thinking it was healthy when it was actually just so restrictive. Who you around. And 100%. 100%. Yes. 100%. Yeah, that's good. So that's my food journey. Oh, I love it. Incredible. And I think it's just, like, so good to hear someone talking so chill about their food and about gaining weight because it doesn't have to be such a scary thing. No. It's like what you said. You can surround yourself in person but also being really discerning about who you follow online like I was just thinking this morning about all of those like I hate to rag on them but like influencers that literally just post bikini shots every single day the captions have no value yeah yet they have millions of followers and I get that they have good bodies but like is that person actually adding value to your life do you know what I mean you just don't know do you oh yeah anyway here we are (laughs) um so I'm gonna ask you some like rapid fire questions to wrap things up okay (laughs) do you have any like last little takeaway that you want to add actually and do you want to tell us like where we can find you how we can get your meals all of the juicy yeah. things um takeaway would be just be in the now and be yeah. present that beautiful you know <laughs> find your find your content is contentness word contentment contentment yeah just find that you know yeah peace peace find your peace yeah um which everyone's still finding but if you can find it you know it's an ongoing journey yeah um and you can find me on instagram as jordan hartley health Mm -hmm. um, which is my food page where i just post recipes every second day amazing and tips and stuff and then jordan hartley is my normal one where i'm really fucking weird but i love it it's great value um Mm -hmm. and then meals you just apply like online through my website which is Jordan Hartley Health as well. So we will link everything in the show notes. Yeah. I can all find you. Amazing. All right. So the first question is we kind of already did this, but whatever. What's your favorite food? Um, actually, my favorite food is actually steak with mashed and potatoes. That's your favorite That's food. That's my favorite. Wow. At cooked yourself? Yeah. Cooked myself. Do you like going out to eat? Yeah, I do. But yeah. I do like to just, I'm a pretty simple eater. So. Mm. And if you were to go out, what's your favorite meal? Still steak? Yeah. <laughs> and how long has it been like that for? Forever. My, oh my dad God. always made barbecues, like always barbecues with loads of meat. So. Oh, wow. I love yeah. that. That's cool. Um, second question is, what are you improving on within yourself at the moment? 
um, becoming, how do I explain? I'm improving to be more myself, mm. showing up as who I am rather than being fearful. Like I was saying, mm-hmm. like, just because I feel sad doesn't mean I can't still talk about the yeah. things I'm living. Yeah. You, yeah. You get to do both. Yes. Um, I feel like 2020 is like the year of shining bright. I feel like a lot of people are like, yeah, I just want to be more authentic. You know, yeah. shining bright in your own authentic What's way. That's what the full, new full moon was all about. Mm-hmm. Was the Leo full moon. Yeah. 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 Last question. As this is the Peaceful Body Podcast, what does having a peaceful body mean to you? Um, having a peaceful body. Mm. That would just be feeling sexy. Yes. And- yeah just not really giving a fuck like yeah just feeling sexy yeah you do, like if you wake up and you're like cool i look good you don't feel like you need to look in the mirror you don't feel like you need to put makeup on mm-hmm. or you know whatever you want to do yeah that's pe- like not having a bad feeling <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I'm, I'm really bad at these questions because i've worked so fucking hard to get to this point so when yeah. someone asks me i'm like i don't know like <laughs> You just like, I think actually it's just this total like surrender to any rules. So it's like, you don't want to define anything. It's just like, do literally what you want to do. And I think that is incredible. And I know a lot of women and probably men too, would really, really love to be at that place. So that's great. Yes. Thanks. Okay. Well, that's, that's that. (laughs) And actually happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) I know single gals. Amazing. That was so freaking fun. Thanks. Oh God. 